2: Thanks, Mary. I think, you know, every year when you assess the strength of the football team, whether Mm -hmm. it's your team or other teams that they're playing, everybody circles and it kind of becomes a narrative that feeds itself. Everybody's talking about the receivers Mm. and the linebackers and the defense the, the interior front of the defensive line. And I think that's been the case here. We've quickly identified where they, I don't want to say where they're weak, where there's Concern and in some cases major concern. But they appear to be weak.
0: I don't think is is unfair. Well, appear they might not be. Yeah,
2: appear. That's why I say it's it's perception right now. Cynthia's point. I remember that um, talking to gamblers that make a living on on this. They always say, "I don't bet the first four weeks of the season." Why would you do that? It's all about available analytics piles. And that's why Cynthia Mm -hmm. said, you know, it's the first game of the season, so when I run my models, there's a lot of unknowns. In week 10, there's fewer unknowns. Is this team going to
3: jail? Is this team going to have a good vibe? Yep. You can't quantify that kind of stuff. You
2: remember last year, everybody after week four was saying this defense might be the worst defense we've ever had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then look what we had the last six to eight games of the season. Joe Woods figured it out. Yeah. The defense ended up being one of the strengths of the team. So, personally, we don't know yet. But personally, we think- I'm,
0: I'm much more concerned about defensive tackle than I am about wide receiver. I know you guys have been on wide yeah. receiver. I'm not overly concerned about wide receiver. I'm not saying I love their wide receiving core, but I'm not that concerned personally. I'm much more concerned about defensive tackle. To I'll, me, I'll, it's the bigger issue. I'll
4: give you – I'll say that because you have an established guy, in Amari Cooper. you yeah. got guys. David Bell caught the ball well. Looks like he – and they have tight ends. Yeah. You, you see why they gave David a little bit of and money. And
0: David Bell, like, I have much more hope for David Bell than any of the defensive tackle options. I, I have do, hope. too. But yeah. that I de- do, ta-
4: too. That D-tackle room, I'm, I play it's defensive then. line. Yeah. And if you can't stop the run, yep. it's one of the most painful things in your life. Because yeah. it's three yards, five yards, six yards. Brutal
3: to watch, too. <laughs>
4: well, you know, it, it was the
2: second preseason game, I believe, Philadelphia, where it was, I think they had two or three drives where it was just 80 yards, plays. 12 plays, right. touchdown. 80 yards, 12 plays, touchdown. That's death to a football mm-hmm. team. That right. is slow death. Your defense gets exhausted. Yeah. and then they get exposed in other ways in the second half. Let me, I'll, I'll qualify something um, that I said. I am concerned greatly about the wide receivers and 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 there there's it's part because of what the clay is, what the mold of clay is that they have to work with. The other reason I'm very concerned is who's at the wheel and I don't mean the quarterback. Were the wide receivers great last year and there were two great wide receivers on the roster. This, for whatever reason, Stefanski has not proven yet, that he can consistently get the ball to wide receivers in creative ways. And, Facts. And, oh, that's
0: completely fair. Yeah, I mean, so that's,
2: yeah. that's why my biggest area of concern is yeah. the wide receiver yeah. room. Not necessarily because of the talent they have, although yeah. when you look at it, it is lacking any name power. You know, and I, I'm not sol- sold on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm not sold on Anthony Schwartz. And I think of equal concern is... The offensive coordinator, quite frankly. I, I was
0: watching my man, Ken Carmen. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people think I hate Ken. I don't hate Ken. We kind of bust each other. Why would line. anybody think Ken. that? Because we we have our history of busting each other's Cajones well, on that's the air. good business
1: for the radio right. station. I,
0: I certainly don't I certainly don't hate him personally. I bust his chops.
4: Now, nah, me right right. on the other hand, what oh, <laughs> <not> oh, <everybody's laughs> <talking about laughs> I did right it. there. Shout out to Ken. Ken's man. very good at what yes. he does. And, so, and yesterday, very, very by the way,
0: I didn't mention it was the 11th anniversary of the radio station, so I. Was, oh, yesterday yeah, was yeah, nice. Yeah, yesterday was okay. So, but anyway, uh, I saw him on TV. He was doing his. Uh, he and the guys on uh, were doing some predictions on the Browns, and he made a comment about how he thinks the Bengals might go a little backwards because Zach Taylor. He questions him as a coach. And I, I don't think the Bengals are going to go backwards, but I, I agree with him that yeah. Zach Taylor, I question him as a coach too. I don't think he's that good a coach. I think the Bengals have the talent to overcome him. And I thought about it, I said, well, it's the same thing with the Browns, as you just said. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we all got hot and bothered for Stefanski, as rookie, his rookie year as a coach. He did a pretty good job, and he took a team that had not done any winning, just like with Baker, right? Like, Baker won that one playoff game, so a lot of our fans decided – we can't get rid of him. He won a playoff game, and to, to for just to, to a lesser degree, the coach got the same pass. Yeah. And I think the rest of us are all like, okay, well, he sucked last year, and he better figure it out. That's
2: where the spotlight glares this year. That, in my, in my mind,
4: yeah.
0: that's where the glare of the spotlight is going
4: to be. I don't want to so, hear about no
0: three and eight
2: with I, Jacoby Brissett. Like, we tell better you
4: this. win some games. I'm going to tell you this: if you go and, and put in the chat, people know in the chat, you yeah. know what it is. How many times have you gone and watched the four o'clock game for the for the other team? Browns play at one. You can yeah. go watch at four, and you watch teams run <laughs> basic passing concepts mm-hmm. and be wide open yep. and make it look easy. And I'm like, can you not just simply cut copy and paste <laughs> that from the film and say, we're going to run that play because to it's me, enraging. the Browns <laughs> watching is. them. It's, it's like pulling teeth. It, 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 if they if they complete a pass it's short and eight guys is around the ball yeah. It's contested. It's tight <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> when you go watch these other teams and it could be anybody the concepts are scheming their best players open and, and Jay said it. They had two good receivers the year before. And right. we still didn't see the level of, of progression that we wanted to see Right receivers. And I think if you like, as, as
0: tough as I've been on Baker, as tough as you've been on Baker, like, we don't think Baker sucks. No, We don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league. Like, he's a middle average quarterback, right? So, like, it, when you had an average quarterback and you had talented receivers, and you had the best backfield in the league, you need to figure out a way to make it work. Like, And I understand Brissette's not as good as Baker, but still, like, there are plenty of mediocre quarterbacks in the league that are able to put up some big numbers sometimes, even if the team doesn't always win, but they're putting up numbers because, as you say, they're scheming guys open, and Stefanski, to this point, hasn't done a great job. He's got to do it this year. Is he overly infatuated with this whole tight end concept? I, I, think think so. I, I think he is. I think he is. I hope I, they I, change it because they only have two real tight ends this year. That I, are, I think
4: I think he well, I the th- room, they're, they're keeping the third. No, but I'm saying like only two guys, that you
0: like that are probably going to play routinely. I right. think sometimes
4: I think. in the way he wants to do it in an analytic scheme. I don't think they want one guy getting the bulk of the production anywhere. No, just look at how he uses the running. That, back. That's mm-hmm. Exactly. how He's he got the everybody on a pitch count. It's a pitch count. So, so what happens is instead he leaves a lot of plays on the field, which he could be getting to if he said, no, this guy's going to perform and this guy, I don't mind not having the receivers. The only way you it makes sense for the Browns not to have receivers uh, and filling out that two through four or five position is if they're going to use David and Joku and Kareem Hunt, right? Right. If they're going to lie, a lot. lot. Yes. And And I don't don't know if they're going to do that. G Bush, to your point, and I said
2: this yesterday, I said, one of the things that I think internally, the organization had this discussion, Njoku needs to be a much bigger piece on the chessboard. He needs Mm -hmm. to have, so pay him. And now let's see what happens to his production. That, he needs a, to have
0: 800-plus yards and 8-plus touchdowns. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Kare- the weapons are
2: there. Everybody says, Joku passes the look test. Look at this guy. Yeah. He's Superman. Yeah. So you've got these pieces. Uh, my my guess is maybe it was Dee Podesta. I don't know. Maybe it was an analytics angle where they said, guys, you got these Jaguars and you're using them. To go to church on Sunday? I know, yeah. Nonsense. That's your best let's, one.
4: Let's take this, let's take right this thing down
2: the boulevard there on a Friday night with the lights flashing and the horn blaring. Yeah. And let's use these guys. <laughs> pro pro talents. And Jay, to your point
0: and to G's point, to me, I listen the, to you a lot. No, that the was, great that NFL coaches and play callers don't sh- don't have a set system, or, right. or or don't have a set like Bill Belichick. Runs a, I know it's not running a different offense, but it feels like he runs a new offense well, every week because he, he adjusts. Into,
2: he, what he does is, and, and I was fascinated. I had a conversation with Eric Mangini once about this. Yeah. Mangini was hired by the 49ers, and I don't, I never, I never, need to follow up with Eric and, and and ask him about this. He was hired not as a defensive coordinator. What he was hired to do when he was working with the 49ers was to look at the opposing team's defense. Mm-hmm. Adjust the coordinator consult the coaches how you would attack that right so it was right. almost like reverse engineering and that's what bill does in new england yeah, yeah. And Bill when, long says you know that's why he's having his players unless it was tom brady was maddening on offense in for fantasy because yeah, you never wanted those if, guys in fantasy. if the
0: analytics tell you that this yeah. team is third in the league against the rush guess what he's gonna do that's right he's gonna you, run the ball five times how many times would you have like James White, one week, has 10 <laughs> catches for 90 yards, and the next game he doesn't see the ball. Doesn't touch the ball. Yeah, It's not a great thing. Is
3: Everyone knowing, everyone in the league, we all know that he's he loves running, running a, a tight end, uh, like really heavy tight end offense. Yeah. If we all know that, you know who else does that is coaches for other teams.
2: There's kidding. no
0: creativity. The We've seen no creativity yeah. in this offense. And, yeah.
2: and I like, and Andy Reid does this too. I don't yeah. want to give just the credit to Bill, but sure. what Bill, I think, has done better than any other coach in the history, and he's changed the way other coaches game plan, is he doesn't have a set offense. You're right. He's not about you know one coming at you one way. Right. His offense is this: what is the opponent weak on? Right. And if if they and if we'll they take can't advantage of if them. they can't cover tight ends over the middle of the field, then his tight ends are going to have 14, 15 catches for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. If they can't stop the end sweeps, then he's going to give them a heavy dose of end sweeps from the time they get off the bus. Yeah. And I think too often last time. Last year it was Stefanski trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yes. The analytics and the weakness of the defense might have been one thing, but he was just like no that's not what we do. We do this. Yeah. It's up to them to stop. And by the it. way we need and to And they do that.
0: did. And we need to do that on defense too.
4: Like I don't think Joe Woods was being all that creative last year either. I, oh no no that in the first part of the year and this is another thing that scares me. Yeah. Joe Woods has the defense. He has his pieces and parts. No doubt. They've given him all the vegetables and fresh produce that he wants. I need a great meal from day one from the appetizers on. I need that. And the reason is because I'm counting on Miles Garrett and the rest of those guys to carry me to a point where Stefanski can even figure out what was the best offense for Jacoby Brissett because let's be clear. We Jacoby Brissett has played like three snaps. And he didn't look all that great. Yeah. And when you are going on these games and you need to be in on uh, and consistently in these games, I need Joe Woods to say, look, it's okay if I could be aggressive from day one. Don't sit back. Yeah, we need, they need
0: they, to blitz more. They never blitz. I mean, there's no and, – and, like, not every week. Like, some teams, if you blitz yes. them too much, you're going to get killed. But, like, well, sometimes you got to do you it. We
2: should look up how uh, – and I'm sure
0: they do. Yeah. Uh,
2: how, how are other teams that picking up the blitz? That's right. right. A team okay. like the
0: Ravens, like Lamar Jackson, has struggled with the blitz. A team like Carolina Baker has struggled right. with the blitz. You know, where so some stunts, quarterbacks stay cool different and calm. Come
2: that, that are going to confuse right. the offense. And, and, and this is all common sense stuff, yeah. but for some reason – It doesn't seem like they're matching up game plan to
0: opponent. And to your point, G, in terms of the talent, I mean, think about the – we we talk so much about the skill, position, talent on offense. But, like, you can make an argument that they have seven players. I would say their top two corners, their top two safeties, JOK, and both their defensive ends. Like, if you told me any of those seven guys made a Pro Bowl, I would would not be surprised. That's seven guys. Maybe it's a little stretch on JOK. Maybe a little stretch on Delpit. But I think it's possible. You probably I have five on enough. offense, Bull. Yeah. six. So, if you have yeah. seven guys that could potentially be pro bowlers no and excuses. none of us would be surprised, yeah. you better be a yeah. top five it, defense. It, if, it, if it happens where it's
2: three and eight, I don't want to no hear excuse. anybody. I don't want to hear no, anybody I'm not giving it passes. passes. No. I don't care. With, I no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yeah, no. about the coaching staff. Well, yeah. you know, this is what happens when you have to roll with a backup quarterback. Yeah. No. No, I don't hear that. It doesn't. You had plenty of time to fix that position. That's right. And you did nothing.
4: So, now this is
0: what we have. You knew that Watson was going to be suspended. You didn't make, you didn't know how many games, but right, you yeah. knew he was going to be suspended. This, this, this is
4: always the easy test. Just ask yourself, what if the Steelers had Nick Chubb? What if, who, well, what if the, think what think the Patriots it. had Kareem Hunt? Well, or to it. your point, he, look David. how they
0: use Najee Harris, who's not the talent that Nick Chubb is. Mm-hmm. He's a good back. People not a think great. he is because his numbers are so big right. because they use him. They, they use them. So now, to be fair, they don't have Kareem Hunt on their roster. No, but they've got but a bad still. offensive line, too. Yeah. So you wouldn't think they could put up
2: those kind of numbers. Nuggets. You said you wanted to take care of some business, and we've just been let's droning on here. Let's go, McNuggets. We're so it on about great you wanna stuff. Do, you want to do a read here?
1: Yeah, we got to talk about PCC and what the Internet says. We can actually get back to this. I think it's a very interesting conversation we are in the middle of. So we'll yeah. get back to that in a sec as we wait for Aditi. But we talked roster cuts. It is roster day, and we asked the Internet some questions about our favorites at PCC Air Force and who's going to get cut. But before we tell you what they said, let's tell you who PCC is. Oh, are tell me about this. job. Yeah, tell me about this company. What do you say, Paul? Tell me about this company. I want to hear about it. Yeah, everyone does. It's the the hottest company in Northeast Ohio, and they're hiring. So if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for positions starting at $18 and up. 18. Plus, get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more.
0: Hello. Is it PCC you're looking for? Mm. Can't go wrong <laughs> with that song. Can't Lionel go wrong Ritchie? with Lionel
4: Richie. By, by the way, that was a weird, that was a strange video. I saw that for the first time about five years ago. Oh, yeah. is that mm-hmm. the
2: Commodores or no, was that the, Lionel
4: Richie? Lionel Richie. That's was, where someone's oh. making a bust of his face. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, it is he was very someone, creepy. He was dating this blind woman and yeah. She, yeah, she had, yeah. cre- had a real creepy, creepy videos. Narrative. Have
0: you ever heard the, seen the one for, uh, with Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, Say, Say, Say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah That yeah, one's real. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, dressed like a farm yeah. boy. It's the so like, you really want to see like... something all-time bizarre?
2: Maybe we can call it up. Yeah. Carl Lewis did a music video. Oh, no. Dude, and I'm not kidding you guys. If you can call this up, it would make your day. Oh, boy. There's. He's in a hot tub with a woman about 70 years old. Mm. And he's kind of macking on her. Wow. And at the end, they go into a hot tub. And like I think at the very end, they turn a sign that says, Do not disturb. Oh, wow. And Carl Lewis Look was like him. in the height of his prime back then. Right. If you it's remember, Carl, Carl thought he could sing. Remember when the he national, sang the National yeah. Anthem? That was true. Charlie Steiner, I was, I was moved who I've always yes. thought, you reminded me of Charlie Steiner. love Charlie, Charlie Steiner. Charlie Steiner lost his mind on sports yeah. when he played by,
0: it. By the way, I once sang the National Anthem in a minor league baseball game. You did nice. nice. It was the third worst rendition ever behind Carl Lewis and Roseanne. Did was, you ever? But but you were trying. You were being sincere. I I was being sincere. I I was... I was convinced by a couple of players on the team that I was a good singer. Oh, Dude, no. they they played you so hard. Oh, they did. Yeah. But I manned up and I did it. Uh, I actually, because I'm good in karaoke with a couple of songs. Are where, you really? Or I was 30 years ago. Okay. You know. But... People, did people get upset? Did they think you knocking? No, mocking? No, no like, I man, actually got cheered. Like, my father fought in Vietnam. No, gonna... no, no, no. I
4: didn't. That was the next I was thing off <laughs> key.
2: I was just off-key. I was just off-key. Can you Google that Carl Lewis music video? And can actually... you sh- it has to be on, like, and I know you have a recording. It is. Of you I'll look into in. it. I'm right? telling you, man. Not, I'm no. telling but you. But it I, is worth the watch. I do it have is. a
0: recording of my wife singing the national anthem. My wife is a very good singer. Oh, she can She sing. sang the national anthem in a Newark Bears game. Mm. Uh, and she was excellent. Wow. Nice. She, unlike me, she Talent did a great in the job.
2: Family. Yes, Talent in the family. Well, her
0: grandmother was a professional singer, so oh. but she's
2: oh, really? got a good voice, hey. yeah. All right. So where are we going then? We're gonna show the internet response to Yeah, we are gonna show the internet response. Let's take tag
1: word here first, Steve. This is the question we asked to the internet yesterday who is one player on the browns the internet would be shocked if they got cut but you wouldn't be surprised so kind of our conversation the group chat yesterday who, yeah. who may not be on the 53-man roster who will be or who won't be moving forward and we got a couple interesting answers here the internet got a little creative let's go to the first one here anthony speaking of anthony DeAnthony bell Mm. who I think Mary Kay said should be in good shape Mm -hmm. but has not been confirmed would that
0: be surprising if the Anthony Bell didn't make the team
1: if you're looking
5: for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the lockdown
2: your team every day.
3: It would really they'd ruin my fantasy. No, league. they are
2: high on him, and he's, he's shown—he's shown flat. He's gonna make the practice squad. They're not yeah. gonna—they're
4: not gonna let him out there. Okay. it's between him and Richard LeCount. I think DeAnthony Bell. Bell's I know, but that's plays. not like he's not a lock for
1: the roster. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's yeah. who
4: would be a shock to me. Yeah, because it's not gonna happen,
0: but it should. Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, like
2: if, he was
1: the most popular answer, by the way, or, or even
0: yeah. greedy Williams. I think to some degree, greedy but, Williams would shock some yeah. people, but man guys yeah.
2: between not being able to stay on the field no. and what we saw From emerson saturday night
0: oh and but and emerson and
2: emerson's play yeah. like i you know and uh, for for another day before we kick off the season we got to drill down on andrew barry's these drafts? draft picks because there are some guys in there schwartz dpj uh i i think greedy williams might be one of those guys i think greedy was before th- him th- there
0: no Did i don't draft greedy i i i don't You're, the, I thought he got drafted. I thought before no. was drafted. The was year he before
4: Dorsey? Him. I think oh, I could be that. wrong on that. All but. of the Browns' best players just skim over the roster have been brought in by Dorsey. Yeah, it's it's interesting. All I mean, of I them. Want, even a <laughs> free agent ones. No, you don't like to hear that. All right, so Wilder, well, Wilder, uh, Yeah, Yes, but he no, doesn't have them. Greg we don't have
0: Newsom them. was brought in by by. Uh, by Barry, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he, he's a star. Jok brought in by Barry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney brought in by Barry. Younger guys, free yeah. agent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Conklin, no. No. Okay. Dorsey. Oh, Jedrick Wills was brought in by Barry. Yep.
2: But- that is first draft
0: pick. Yes. So, well,
2: so I don't, don't of think of we're them.
4: putting yeah. Jedrick Wills in the. He's definitely made it. Uh, that's true. So uh, he, he, you got you got Teller, you got Matonio, right? But Tony was before. Yeah, way was before. Yeah. But I don't think it was Dorsey. Yeah, yeah. But, was that, he's been there forever. Dang, that was I don't even far, remember who was
0: drafted Farmer? him. Yeah, I've had it was so Farmer. many different guys drafting guys.
4: Great. But he did bring in It's Hunt. worth a conversation. Yeah, like,
0: yeah you know, sure. one, day,
2: one day before I think the season this gets, year's guys. We should put all of his draft picks on a, on a full screen yeah. and just say what we grading I think this year is too in? early
0: to say. It's I think way too early to say. You can't have but You can't tell. But I will say, on Winfrey,
2: and I hate to say this because, and I like your thought on this, yesterday we were killing Austin Corbett and Joe Thomas made the point which was astute that might be the biggest learning curve of any position in the NFL right, running yeah. back you're running off instinct right, right, it is yeah, what it yeah. is wide sure. receiver all that but he's right about the offensive line it takes some it just takes some player time. Guys take longer. what about the defensive front is is that
4: seems <laughs> more reactionary too it seems like you either got it or you don't if you don't it, defensive tackles you know day one if they're going to be good because there's certain things you, you can't really teach a defensive lineman, right? There's there's like and we talk about Warren Sapp all the time. It, it's about the feel of it, right? Great defensive tackles can rush the passer and they can stop the run. Yes. And they seem to know which one is coming. They can read it right, right. now. Like yeah. not, play action is devastating because defensive linemen don't hit get to their pass right, rush. Right. They don't transition. They still think it's run and your quarterback's sitting back there all day. I just don't see – and I've been looking for it. I've been trying to figure out one thing that they have in the middle that they do well, right? At, at least with some defensive tackles, they can get upfield. I've not even seen that level of penetration. Nobody has stood no, out at all. Nobody has. It's just, it's but Mike, just, you
1: have other, other uh fans. We do. We have on. two more. Go ahead. And Mary Kay alluded to this, that it's not going to happen. But we asked, who would you be surprised if they got cut? Dearness Johnson. It sounds like they're going to keep – all four, if not five. Again, I'd yes. be
2: blown away if they cut uh, Dearness Johnson. Yeah, yeah
0: that's, uh, that's crazy. I'd, I'd be mean, blown away. I see. I I thought we were all talking about he wasn't going to be on the team. So I I mean I don't want to cut him, but I wouldn't have been shocked if he. No, was if they do anything, they would trade him. Yeah, but you can't trade. I mean. Sony Michel got cut. He's more accomplished back than... than Maybe the more year. accomplished, but not getting, better. But I would get, take Ernest Johnson what about over like Sonny Michel right now, like every you, day. about uh, hanging on Michelle to him? A good year what about year? hanging
3: on to him in case somebody gets injured? And well, I wouldn't cut back, him at all, I'm but saying. I don't
0: think it would be shocking. To me, it wouldn't be shocking if they cut him.
4: How do I keep him I don't him think use you him? could trade the Dearness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a novel thought. Keep him and use him, right? got If I got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb playing 75% of the snaps, they
0: need a break. Well, and you could... You know, if you use Kareem Hunt, as you and I have talked about, in multiple... Varieties and really De'Ernest could be your, your number, two back, number two back, essentially behind. And, you,
4: and you got Ford, and, and then you,
0: you spot in the other guys. I mean, and Felton. I, yep. If, That's you, why if you're do, creative, I, you can't have enough good talented players, no matter what position. I they do play. think
2: that they're, that they're taking calls. They're thinking about how they're good, how that running back room is going to look, and how they can strengthen other
0: parts of their team. Yeah. By using as leverage strength that yeah, they have in I other areas. I just don't think I. I like the but I don't think he has trade value. I don't see anybody giving up anything to get him.
2: Well, then I hope they keep him. Yeah, I, I'd be Agreed. stunned if they outright release him. We're just him. the Agreed. same people
3: that say, "No, that I they, think they don't. Play, they don't. They just don't involve Kareem Hunt enough." And then we're like, "But we also need to find touches for Felton and this and Ford and yeah. this new kid." So I just don't yeah. know where they all come
4: from. This is this I is very, this, I
3: think Johnson's great though. This, this is, is kind
4: of off to the side, but I'm I'm just laughing, <laughs> and I'm telling y'all this: the same way that Odell Beckham Jr. went off and did his thing, and it looked horrible on Baker, and he couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. If Baker come out and he's throwing the ball and people wide open and he's not doing play action, he's in the shotgun doing all kind of stuff throwing the rock. That's gonna look horrible on Stephenson.
0: It absolutely. It's will. gonna be. It's well, gonna be
4: directly proportionate
0: now on him. That shouldn't be based on one game. It's gotta be based on a season. season but no, yeah, yeah. Season. If he does it over a season, because if you remember, and most people won't. After two weeks last year, Sam Darnold had, like, the best stats in the NFL. Yes. And then he did nothing the rest of the year. If it's over a season. But if he does that over a season, he looks like a star. That – what do you? How, what do you oh, point to? Yeah, then you point to Stefanski? Do, no do you think Sam
3: Darnold during that exchange with when Baker and Cynthia had an exchange was like behind them yelling, "I'd f him up too. I'd totally <laughs> f him up too. <laughs> Give Sam Darnold a chance. <laughs>
0: Put me in." He's hurt now, though. Oh, yeah, he is hurt. It sounds like yeah. it's
2: pretty. It, there's nothing worse than a high ankle sprain. Mm. Oh yeah, Mikey be got one more, right? Off.
1: We do. Chase Winovich. Let's take it full. He's yeah. uh, a guy they brought in this offseason with high hopes. He hosts. can't He's get on hurt. the field. Hasn't yeah. played.
0: Yeah. I don't care if he gets cut or not.
3: Really, is he that? I mean, I know people kind of excited when he came here. I didn't know
2: enough about well, him to be excited. Well, because of the number he picked and his hair. I mean, and is, is there anything
4: more Cleveland than the hair and, and the, the number Bill, he picked? And if Bill Belichick liked him and he was on the team there, yeah. then guess what? Yeah, Yeah, yeah but
3: then Bill Belichick was willing to let him go. Right. Bill and liked him, know. and
4: somehow he worked his way into
2: Bill's doghouse.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. not great. That's crazy, right? That's that, And that would
2: be through poor play. One of the things, though, that you got to respect Bill on is when he's made up his mind on a player, he doesn't
4: right, he doesn't care. I, I don't care where we drive. Then he cut a guy on Christmas Day. He has. And he certainly <laughs> doesn't
0: care what anybody <laughs>
4: else thinks about well, it. Now no, he it. did the guy that played for the Browns. He he let him go cuz he wanted more money for a third round pick. He started here a middle linebacker Collins. college, Jamie Collins. Mm-hmm. Jamie Collins. He put oh, yeah. he, he he said no, we're not going to give you no money. Go to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, we'll bring you back to New England for less money. <laughs> yeah. He brought him back for less money and he wanted to bag is I know. We'll bring you back for less than we were paying you 2 years ago. Yeah,
3: he's pretty good at
0: this bill check it
4: turns yeah. out. Yeah,
2: he's done it a time or two.
4: Yeah. Uh, is guys on the horn yet? No. Aditi's
1: still on a call. All right, before so we, we got two options. Well, uh, well
0: I, we go. I got something here, Mikey. Um, I just want to look something up real quick. Okay, so I, I wonder what you guys think about this. To me, this game against, uh, uh, about, uh, of the Carolina against the Carolina Panthers, we've talked a lot about Baker. We've talked a lot about Stefanski. But to me, this game is not a referendum on Baker, and it's not a referendum on Stefanski. It's a referendum on Miles freaking Garrett. He needs to – first of all, the Panthers' left tackle is a rookie. Mm, mm, okay? Delicious. He's a rookie. They have they have an offensive line that was bad last year. They've kind of pieced it together. They drafted a kid. They brought in Austin Corbett. Miles Garrett, you know, whether it's the left tackle who's a rookie or I can't even think who their right tackle is off the top of my head, but it's not a proven guy. Um, he needs to go – And and plus with what Baker said. And I don't care – like, I don't – I'm not ripping Baker for what he said because I don't think it's that big a deal. But like, if you're Miles Garrett, you should take that personally, and you should use it as motivation if you didn't have enough already. Like, can I tell you what Bull's doing right yeah.
4: now? setting that up. What? He's mm-hmm. setting, you're you're setting, setting that up. the
0: trap. Yeah, that trap. Coming. Miles Garrett, you better
2: play. <laughs> you better, Miles he's Garrett. Curious. You better break him in half. <laughs> yes. So, and uh, here's him. why I, I I I see what you're doing. Yeah. It, it's he is going to have to play well. He's got to kick some ass. Me, if there's one play there's two players on this team that where there will be no referendum on,
0: Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. No. They need to prove nothing no, to me. Yes, they do, because Miles wow. Garrett, in my opinion. Is only as good as his next game. Is no. Miles Garrett's a great player. Wonderful. But Miles Garrett should be an all time great player. And to this point in his career, he's not an all time great player. You, he's just a great player. I had
2: this conversation with a buddy yeah. about a week ago. Yes. Hall of Famer right now? No trajectory. For me, not. is oh trajectory. Trajectory. Obviously, if he retired today, no. Yeah, right. I'm just right. saying trajectory. I like, think. He, have you seen enough from Miles Garrett to 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 say that if he can sustain this for for a
0: couple more years? Yeah, I think he's borderline, and he really? shouldn't be borderline wow. for me. Now maybe
4: I got it wrong. I don't know. As a def- what do you guys think? As a def- as a defensive lineman, I, I we did a blog on Locked On Browns podcast. I said, look, if he if he ends up today, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and the reason is. There's there's precedent. You got Terrell Davis, mm-hmm. who had a very short period of time. You have Gail Sayers, very short period of now time. Now they were at positions yeah, we're, was that position? was more the, the life the lifeline of those look, players is three and a half the, years, now, on average. Now the thing, the, 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 if you look at it, all it takes is a defensive player of the year, and he's in. You're but right. he hasn't won that. He hasn't won, and yet. he should have by now. He is the caliber he, of player
0: who should have one. Yes, by now. and that's and it's it's splitting hairs to some degree. Like I think. I guess what I'm saying is, I think Miles Garrett should be a 10, and he plays like a 9.7, which is ridiculous because 9.7 is better than almost every other but you're player. You're saying he's got more but potential. I think there's an, uh, another level, and I don't know if it's he's he's too nice. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he just. And does, does I don't he have know a motor problem? Does he have a motor problem?
2: Because when I watch TJ Watt,
0: he's inconsistent. The big, conver- the big conversation
2: is Watt or Garrett. And it's really tough for me. Yeah. You, especially when we showed the p- picture a while ago with Garrett with his shirt off on the response to the Baker Mayfield thing. Yeah. And you're like, this guy, this guy's a superhero. He should be playing yeah. football. Mm-hmm. He should be making movies. Yeah. When you see that, you're like, he should have 100 sacks a year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, and then I, th- I watch T.J. Watt, who right. physically is not as gifted. Doesn't look no. like that. But yes, his motor is running at... High RPMs on every I'm, single I'm a, play. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you.
4: Let me give y'all this. He's like, had better talent around him. This, this is on the what. This is what I. This is what I yeah. feel. Miles Garrett just now, right? It's just getting that swag back, right? Let me explain. When the helmet incident happened, mm-hmm. we had a bunch of people. Like he got to go to anger management. He almost killed somebody. Oh my gosh! Like I wasn't saying anything. Like yeah. well, there's a lot <laughs> some of people some said, people, throw, throw out of the league. Forever. Throw him out of the league. Right. I, when that happens, and then you remember. He had been getting a lot of penalties. They were giving him penalties. for. Yeah, he had a lot of fouls. bad, bad penalties. By yeah. the way, Aaron yeah. Donald got a total pass because it happened in practice. which is Now, fair, for, for me, I think after that, he's still been dominant. He's still been a guy. But now what it takes is a little bit of time to get that edge back. You have to play defense. If you go watch any of the great defensive players, John Randall, you go watch Lawrence Taylor. These dudes are out there and they have bad intentions. You've got to play. play. Every, we don't care. Right. He, you've got to have that. In and your I, I mindset. think the
2: well, one knock on him is that there are times where I have to look and say, yeah. is he on the field?
0: Yeah, I and should yeah. never Aaron have Donald to wonder guys, is, Aaron, is he on the field? Aaron Donald makes big plays and big moments all the time. Well, they won the Super Bowl At because of Aaron Donald.
2: 100%. The last two or three plays he made won the Super he Bowl He doesn't for that get to
0: borrow on that last play. They probably throw a touchdown to I agree. The but I agree. He's Miles a, Garrett's got to be more
2: consistent
4: in be big moments. I think, yeah. I th- and I think Miles is on it this year because guess what he says? I'm yeah. the best. Yeah. Now, and in, this-
2: in fairness, when you compare a guy to Aaron Donald... You are comparing a guy to the highest bar possible. But right? that's my bar for Miles well, Garrett. I don't think that's unfair. I don't, I don't even mean in the game today. Period. What oh, Aaron yeah, Donald has done, I think most everybody that studies this for a living yes. will agree he did it better than anyone ever did.
0: I think that should be the bar for Effects. Miles Garrett for me. Wow. I think it should wow. be. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, lofty lofty expectations. Aditi is with us now, and
3: she can settle this. And I agree with Adam Aditi that there's a special motivation for Miles Garrett in this first game against Carolina. We're trying to make a big thing out of the comments from Baker and trying to whoop everybody into, like, a fury over that. But do you think Miles Garrett can draw from this? And this is his time to shine. And it's sort of his team right now, if you think about it. I mean, he, it's his he's, –
0: he's I think he needs to dominate this team. game. What do you think, Aditi?
5: I think he needs to dominate the game for many, many, many reasons. I think to Adam's point, he's not – and it's funny, Adam, that you were saying that because don't you remember, isn't that the conversation that my husband Matt had with you at your house about Miles Garrett and how, like, mellow he seemed off the field and all these varied interests? And I think that the phrasing that Matt actually used, Matt, my husband, was like, you would think that his testosterone is always here, and he was actually just, like, a regular guy to talk to. Right, right. So, but the switch, it's about the switch, right? It's about like what you turn on when Mm -hmm. you're on the field. And I said this on the radio this morning. I just think that Miles Garrett is a little bit more careful, a little more cagey, a little smarter about what he will publicly say. So we're not going to hear him sit here and say, oh yeah, I want to take it to Baker. Oh yeah, I want to have four sacks in this game. But you're lying to yourself if you don't think that that's what's churning underneath him yeah i also think it really bothers him that t.j watt was defensive player of the year and that he wasn't i think he really truly believes that he is the guy that should be dominating this league that's right and why do we all talk about aaron donald in a different way when we talk about him and miles doesn't necessarily say it publicly but i'll take you back two years ago When Aaron Donald was named Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt had no problem right away saying, okay, motivation for next year. And so isn't that what you want Miles Garrett to say? I will throw this out there. I'm not old enough to answer this, but is Aaron Donald really more dominant than LT was?
2: He is in my book. It's a different game. now. LT changed the sport. LT was quick. And I also, LT was a linebacker who could put his hand in the dirt and could come after quarterbacks on the edge. But I just think at that position, for me, just an opinion, I watched a team win a Super Bowl last year because of plays he made in the clutch. And that, to me, is my definition of all time great. I mean, I, I when you well, debating LT I'd
0: versus say... Aaron Donald, it's really it's positioned so by, close. I, What yeah. I do
4: is I like to put them. I, I say the defensive tackle positions inside because it's yeah. different. Yeah, right. Yeah, outside five technique. And then Lawrence Taylor was was more of an outside linebacker, stand up rusher. He right. was. So you can you can. Parts, but as far as being dominant, he's right up there with LT as being I mean, one it's, of the guys. But I
5: also, you know, like. guys, for me, like to my my feeling on this is do you make everybody around you better? Because the game yes. of football is the ultimate team sport. You are only as strong as your weakest link. It is about the puzzle pieces fitting together. And I'll take you back to last year. I remember having a conversation with Raheem Morris, who of course is the Rams defensive coordinator. And Raheem said that It's not just what you see on the field with Aaron Donald. It's that every Tuesday, every off day, Aaron Donald is in the building. It's that Aaron Donald is walking into everybody's meeting room to just go and sit and talk to them the same way that Cooper Cup does that. He's talking about the way that Aaron Donald will rep a rep that he can do in his sleep. 52 times, and it's all the un- younger guys watching the best player on the team work Ooh, that yeah. way and how it forces them to then work that way. And so there's more to it, which is why you sit here and it's like, yeah, okay, if I'm starting a team, I'm on Aaron Donald. Done. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's
2: same. a great distinction, yeah, and I'll, I'll yeah. cross over to baseball for a second, but when you're, Jose Ramirez is the team's best player. He also plays harder than everybody. That's true. There's a rub off on 23 guys, especially <laughs> right, no young that guys, every single, young guys, young guys in particular. So you I, see I, your star work busting his ass on every
0: play. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do it too.
2: You are, and I know that there's a knock. How do you against, not? Yeah. No, he's not. And one of the knocks against Miles is that, and I don't know that they should people should kill him for this. Is well, he's not a, he's not a leader. He's not a you know a vocal rah rah guy. I don't know where you guys stand on that, but this is football. Yeah. And I do want my best player to be that rah rah guy.
0: And I know I do. you can't just say, I'm going to be a leader because I'm supposed to be. Those but you know leaders what? are Don't born. You? I think he is a leader in a different type of way. Aditi, you would know better than me. But I remember last year, Miles Garrett called out the entire defense. I love that. I, I, you remember that? I, I can't even remember what it. game it was. I love. when he did it. He called out the defense and we got to get to the quarterback more, blah, blah, blah. And that next game, he dominated. Yep, he had I a agree. monster game. And I can't even remember what game it is now. It was but later, I remember him talking. later in the season. Yes. And I remember him dominating and leading the way. And I felt like the whole team, he, like, if you could call I want out more your teammates. Of that I want that, more of that. Right. That shows me leadership. But I've been saying, Adini, that I think as great as Miles Garrett's been, I still think there's another level. And I think he should be held to as great as Eric Donald is. I think he should be held to the highest possible standard. And I think he needs a little more consistency in the big moments. That's it. I mean, he's great. And I don't think that
5: there's anything wrong right. in saying that. Yeah, if no. Miles Garrett wants to end up in the Hall of Fame, if Miles Garrett wants to go down in history as the best defensive player ever, well, then, yeah, he's got to hit another level. 100%. And it has yep. nothing to do with public perception. It's exactly what you're saying. It's week in, week out forcing teams to change what they're doing. and it's being dominant to that point and it's backing up your words it's all of that but i also think that miles garrett is poised for that in a lot of ways and what's wrong with expectations what's wrong with hell holding someone to a standard and saying you know what you've been this good but we want to see you be this good now and then we want to see you be this good that's the reality of being the best at something
2: couldn't agree more Hey Aditi, we're talking uh, cuts throughout the show, and there are reports out there of what what the roster is going to look like. Um, I'm sure you've seen them. Any surprises for you, or do you think um, do you think there's still a move coming that might surprise fans? Um.
5: Potentially, but I don't know. I think that right now this is still so fluid. We sit here and we look at today and what happens by 4 p.m. today, but every team is cutting 30 players. So there can still be a whole bunch of maneuvering. There can be guys who jump on a practice squad. There could be somebody tomorrow who gets hurt. So what happens what you see today at, let's call it 4.15 p.m., is not necessarily what you're going to see week one down at Carolina. I wouldn't read too much into any of it. I would just say on a personal level, I hate today. Like, I really, really, yeah. really do. Yeah, we started and to show that And I think that, that, that it's note. important for, yeah, every single one of us to just remember that there are so many politics involved in all of this as well. Were you drafted by this regime? Were you not? Oh, yeah. What number of guys at this position do you need to keep? Sometimes you can be so much better than three guys who are on the roster, but you're older or you cost more or somebody isn't standing (laughs) on the table for you. So what happens today is not necessarily a statement on who you are, and that translates into a million different professions. Jay, you and I can – Happily speak to that as well. <laughs> yes, so. yes, we can. Just it's try real. To remember and have some heart. That's and that's all what we, I'd that's say.
2: that's how I started the show, Aditi, with that exact message. You know, we, we kind of salivate over this day in the media because it gives us a lot to talk about. But a third of the league essentially will watch their dream end today, and that's tough. There's a human element to that that yeah. I always try to remind. Me. And to your point about the politics involved, I ask myself all the time. So Mike Harley comes in here. He was undrafted, right? He was. We, they signed him as a free agent. I loved what I saw from this kid. I loved what I yeah. saw from this kid. And you know what? If Harley wore Schwartz's jersey in the preseason, mm-hmm. and Schwartz hold, wore Harley's jersey in the preseason, in a vacuum, that's an easy decision. Harley, yep. he just passed the look desk. He was better, but he's not on this team because he wasn't a draft pick. And we know how GMs love to hold tightly to their draft picks because they've got to prove that this guy can turn it around. And it drives me nuts.
5: Well, and some of it, I, you could say the same thing about Baldwin as well. Harley sure. and Baldwin, absolutely. But part of it also is maneuvering. Who's more likely to be able to be brought back onto a practice squad? You know, um, take let's take John Kelly and Jerome Ford. Those were two really good young running backs. If you cut Jerome Ford, he's getting picked up by somebody else. In a second. So maybe John Kelly isn't. Same way. If you cut shorts, somebody might sit here and say, well, this guy has elite, world-class speed. We're going to take a chance on him. You might have an easier chance sneaking Baldwin or Hurley back onto your practice squad and keeping them within your organization. Very so true. So sometimes it's about the maneuvering of that as well.
2: Yeah, no, I'm glad you made that point because you're absolutely right. And there are guys that are going to be released that will be on in either this team or will be on the teams that release them tomorrow or two days from now.
4: It's just you got to let the dust settle and and follow the moves. Didi, I mean, I'm gonna talk about this. Your boy Josh Dobbs. I, I like him. <laughs> I, I if 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 you have a situation where Jacoby Brissett does not play well, do you think they have the confidence to you know give Josh Dobbs an opportunity to come in and play? Because Jimmy G is off I the know, board. I that think- ship has sailed.
5: No, no, no. no. I think Josh is there to be the backup quarterback. He is sort of the security if, heaven forbid, something happens to Jacoby Brissett. I think fans that are sitting here are saying, oh, Josh Dobbs played better than Jacoby Brissett. Nothing happens in a vacuum. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, but I will say this. You know, it's funny mm-hmm. because I was on the sidelines Sunday at the Steelers game and I talked about this with Mike Sullivan, the Steelers quarterbacks coach. I talked about it with multiple people on the Steelers staff I talked about it with several Steelers players everybody loves Josh Dobbs. I mean they really do it is so hard not to root for this guy and I was telling Mike Sullivan how you see whether it's Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson coming off the sideline immediately sitting down next to Josh Dobbs and kind of looking at the tablet with him and Mike Sullivan the Steelers quarterbacks coach who of course was the quarterback's coach of the Giants all those years ago with Eli Manning and won a Super Bowl, obviously. He was saying that's how Ben Roethlisberger was, that Ben Roethlisberger trusted Josh Dobbs's eyes more than anybody else, that even though Mason Rudolph was the number two, Ben would come off and want to talk to Josh. What did you wow. see? What do mm. you think in, there? How in
3: fairness, no one wants to talk to Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Please
0: call him the great <laughs> kazoo. That's Thomas. his appropriate <laughs>
5: training him unless he gets a ton of something back in return. Mm-hmm. But I, and, I just, and, and you know off, bet... I'm so happy for Josh mm. because Josh hasn't been lights out on the practice field. You watch him on the practice field and you're like, what is going on? But when the lights come on in the stadium, he's certainly done what you wanted him to do. He's created a level of energy that's infectious on the sideline. I mean, when he dove over that pylon, oh. the way that sideline erupted, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's fun, and again, to the point, Jay, that we were making about. Let's remember that the guys that cut are human beings who have families, and you feel for them. Sometimes there are guys like Josh that you just just can't help but get excited and pleased for a young man like that, and for his family, for his mom and dad.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Do you you think we might see? Sorry, uh, do you think we might see a trade? If you had to bet, the Browns make a, a trade for a defensive tackle. Do they make a trade? for a wide receiver do you think they do something even if it's small do you see them doing something in the next 24 hours or so
5: I mean I think it's always possible but I don't know that I'm you know sitting on the edge of my seat as Mm -hmm. in oh my gosh here it's about to come I do think that I think there's hope for those young defensive tackles I mean they're Uh young they're hungry they're physical And I appreciate that piece of them. I think that some of them need some reps and need some consistency. You know, I think Perrion Winfrey, for example, is a guy that's got a lot of dog in him. And I love the way that he's going Gerald McCoy every day and asking for tips and trying to get better. He just needs to get consistent. And a lot of times we need the reps to get there. I mean, my first year on TV, I was horrible. <laughs> you were never
0: horrible, Dee <laughs> Dee. It took
2: reps yeah.
5: to get consistent and get better.
0: And no. by the way, I'm going to call myself out. That's actually a stupid question because who the hell would know if they're going to make a trade? In that? I mean, how could you know that? It's all my. Well, wow, she, don't beat yourself she hears don't know, like that, man. She, she hears that. that. No, it's a don't stupid don't, question. Nobody really knows that. It's a dumb me. question. People shouldn't ask that. No, no,
5: no. But like, to be fair, let's say Andrew Berry texts me and says, "Hey, Dee a trade is coming. You think I'm going to tell you?" Like, don't
0: think you know what? You should. We're friends. You should at least text me privately and tell me to keep it under the under my hat. First of all, are but you telling us you, here that?
5: You yeah, that was a hat. flex. Did I, anyone else a- pick up on that?
0: Are you telling us that
2: Andrew Barry would text you and say, "Adidi, we're we're thinking about making a trade, or we got a trade card? I think she's saying he did. I think she's saying he did.
5: Let's not – come on. We've already had some reporting <laughs> questions this morning from one of my wonderful, fabulous friends, Cynthia Freeland. I don't want to awesome. get into that awesome. We had her on the
2: show. Yeah. She so, was on with we, us. You know, she came on the show with us, right?
5: Oh, good, yeah. I was and on the phone with her this morning and she said, Jay, you were texting her.
2: I was, so I want to ask you, Aditi, because it, it she did she did change this, the narrative to me in that originally when she told the story on the podcast, she had said, go kick their ass or whatever. She bleeped that ass out. And then he had said, I'm going to F them up. When she came on the show with us, she said, when I saw him, I was excited to see him. I told him, go kick some ass. And then she said, I also told them to go F them up. And she said she was referring to the the 17 opponents, not specifically the Browns. And then Baker just repeated what she said. I'm gonna F them up. To me, that changes really the bones of the story. Does it to you?
5: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it of course does. And that's exactly what she said to me on the phone this morning when, you know, I called her because obviously it blew up. And I said this on the radio to our friend, Ken Carmen this morning, that I didn't want to put any context on it until I actually talked to Cynthia and found the whole context of the conversation exactly what she said to me that she was just excited to see him and she was having kind of a one-off conversation with him like hey I'm pumped for you go do this and I think this is one of those things where you know our world has changed a little bit I I have the utmost respect for Cynthia not just as a friend but for what she does her day-to-day job her day job is as a brilliant statistician and exactly. data analyst, yeah. she works in studio. She's not necessarily a person who every right. single day is out in the field getting quotes and parsing, what quotes do we share and thinking about, okay, what are the repercussions point, of yeah. this? Should I paraphrase this? Should I soften this in some way? And so I think she just got excited yes. and, didn't necessarily recognize that this could be twisted or turned or used in a portion and look we've all experienced this i mean i've experienced this a million times i've said something and then it's been taken in a right turn and it was like wait a minute that's not how i meant that at all or that isn't the full context of it so I think the headline here is, what else do you expect Baker to say? What else That's do you expect exactly Baker right. to feel? Whether right. he says it publicly or not, you better believe that. I mean, the guy's not a robot. Of course he wants to take it to his right. old team. It's what he did at Oklahoma when he faced Texas Tech. And again, even though Miles Garrett is never going to say to us, oh yeah, I want to sack that guy 18 times, you better believe and you better hope that every night when Miles Garrett is going to bed, he's saying, I want to sack that guy 18 times right. to himself. But the, the you the know, so, like, it just feels like a non-story right. in some But ways.
0: The, the truth is, though, in the end, I have, I don't have a problem with what Baker said. I don't have a problem that Cynthia said because you made a great point. I don't think any of us looked at it from that angle that she's not really an on-field reporter. That's not her day job, right? So she's right. not used to trying to decide what to say you ought to say. She thought it was a completely harmless, yeah, let's get him type of thing. And she said today right. with us, she probably shouldn't have said it. That's fine. Everybody should move on. Not a big deal. But... It still could be used by the Browns as extra motivation, whatever, bulletin board material, and that's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay I with mean, that. I mean,
5: fine, but yeah. again, like to that point, I sit here and I say, You are an, uh, you're a national football player. Okay? Agreed, you don't you need are, any motivation. Agreed, you don't need it, but do don't guys really do need that? Some words to get jacked up. So I think i try really harder now, Bull. No, but motivation? don't
0: guys. Got- no, then why do we say all the time that guys don't care about bull- that guys care about bulletin board material? It's brought up all the time. I'm not the first because person to bring it up. Because
5: we love stories. Because we love like going. So you, the don't, think that, you oh, don't think that dude, G, do you don't think what that factors in at all, Do You think that factors in all? I told you how I felt,
4: babe. A, a lot of times, this story to me is it happens. Like she comes out, she's like, "Yo, that's my man." Like this is what no, I no, get Hold on, hold on, hold on, Okay, go ahead. What I'm frustrated about, yeah, what she's frustrated about is she's like, "That's my guy." Yeah. At what mm-hmm. point can I say, that's my guy, and I want I want to see him do good? Yeah. It ain't no story. No, but it, I think what Bull's asking you about, and
2: this well, is, I think, I'm, what Aditi's I'm, drilling is down on. Is there really what, such a thing as Bull? They Boston were going to try 99.7, and now they're going to try
4: 99.9. Well, 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 hold We've on. talked about this a million <laughs> times. Well, Should we I mean, never talk about it what, again? What, is is it it saying, not true? What I'm saying to you is, is yeah. as you come full circle, yeah. what she said has no bearing on how Miles Garrett I or anybody else is going to go hard. They already know what it is. And you think people... People don't like Baker in the locker room, and Baker don't like them. Let's get it. So yep, I'm never talking about Bolton board material if it has no meaning. No, you played- no, no, no.
5: But you know what, no. guys, I think this yep. is such an like for people who care it's such an interesting little insight into sort of like how the sausage is made how we do our jobs whether i share what andrew Berry says to me or not yeah what piece of what kevin stefanski says do i share and i'll give you a perfect example It's cbs so i'll be a sideline reporter at this game at this panthers browns game and the rules have been laid out for me i'm standing on the sideline i am right behind or next to the panthers bench if Baker Mayfield comes off the field, let's say that his uh, his O-line lets up three sacks in a row, okay? Let's mm-hmm. say that that happens. And Baker comes to the line and he screams at his linemen and he says, "Guys, we got to clean this up. We have to whatever." I'm not allowed to go on camera and say Baker said X. I, I didn't can know say that. But you could text me. I, no, I'm allowed to sit here and say, you know, um, Yeah. A very demonstrative field came sideline. He gathered his offensive linemen. He was fired up. He had some words for them. But I am technically, right. In exchange for being allowed to be on the sideline, I'm not allowed to repeat exactly wow. what his words. are. And were. that's not just
0: a CBS so, thing. That's that, yeah. that's league wide. Will that's you league-wide. secretly text right. me and give me the right. information, Aditi? Will you? No, you will text me. not.
3: Every time, I don't think the NFL Come can on. be more can be more dictorial, though. Oh, well, just like, by the way, but, bad, but, you're not allowed
2: to talk about but, it. But, however, we no, talk about the this access. I get it. I get it. It's the trade-off for the access. So it's Aditi's job to set the tone on the Panther bench. She can't eavesdrop on a conversation. And I'm not even saying in that case, it would have been eavesdropping. If he shouts it, she hears it. Right. But what she's not allowed to do is then say, Baker just said, and then X. repeat a quote. Yeah, right. Right. You're just not allowed to do that. And in part, this is because of the relationship between the league and, right. the, and the networks that cover it. It's all one piece. Right. And there are rules of engagement that the players will not tolerate ah. being being broke yeah. true. Well, and also, so.
5: Jay, they need to have. Look, this is their work environment, right? So they need to have faith Ryan. and trust that part of their work environment is sacred or not for public consumption. I'll give you another yeah. example. This was a moment on the sideline and I actually used it in the broadcast on Saturday that I found very jarring. We talked about Anthony Schwartz earlier. So Even after all the drops, there was that pick where Anthony Schwartz, that interception, Jacoby Brissett was intercepted, and it was kind of like Anthony Schwartz got picked off and fell down, and that led to the interception. So I'm behind the Browns bench, and eventually I see Anthony Schwartz walk over to Jacoby Brissett, and he essentially apologizes. I don't know what his exact words were, but we're kind of like, that was on me, my bad. And then Deshaun Watson pulled Anthony Schwartz aside and I saw Deshaun Watson take at least three or four minutes and kind of explain to Schwartz what he could have done better, how he should have handled that, the way that he should have moved his body. I thought it was really notable. I thought it was a show of how both of these quarterbacks are taking ownership of this team, how both of these quarterbacks are leading this team, how Deshaun Watson, even though he's going to be gone actually starting today... He still wants to be involved in the growth and development of this team. But I did not tell you exactly
0: what Deshaun right. Watson I said mm-hmm. to Anthony Schwartz. Okay. Hey, hey, so it's my
5: job to paint the picture and tell you that bigger story. But I can't tell you what Deshaun said.
0: I'm curious. If you heard somebody on the sideline admit to cheating, say something racist, say something homophobic. I don't know, something like way over the line in any of those things, what would you do? Tuck that. You can't do anything? I don't know,
5: I, ha- I haven't been in that position yet, so thank yeah. goodness I haven't been in that position, but i right. certainly, I have certainly, I will say this, in the course of my being a reporter, just standing in a locker room or talking to people, yeah. I have most definitely mm-hmm. heard inappropriate off-color things. Sure. And not done anything with them, because again, it's someone's workplace. You know, like yeah. there are certain things that I believe are not meant for public consumption. I mean, Adam, you and I have done it. We've had private conversations sure. where we've said things and I've said, please don't share that this is what I'm saying about, yeah. you know, whoever right. it may be about. And yeah. and let me make clear, neither Adam nor I have said anything racist or sexist or homophobic when Definitely saying not. these things. Wouldn't tell us if you did some apparently conversations <laughs> that we have. <laughs> about personal feelings that you don't necessarily want shared.
2: I'll I'll share a quick story about how players view that space. So it's the locker room in baseball. It's the dugout in football. It's the it's the sidelines. You may remember in the mid 90s when the Indians were a powerhouse. uh, I was standing two feet from it. I watched the whole thing go down. Hannah Storm who later become became a a co-host with me was getting ready to interview Kenny Lofton before one of the preseason games and she had set up In the dugout, and she was actually sitting on the back high of the dugout, Mm -hmm. which is where the players most a lot of times will sit. She was waiting for Kenny Lofton to come. The NBC camera was set up. The producer was there. Albert Bell comes in from taking infield outfield, and he sees her sitting there and erupts Mm -hmm. and drops F-bombs, get out of my dugout. This is my office. This is my space. In general, I think, Aditi, you you might co-sign this, Players are uncomfortable with people in their space in general, just as we would be uncomfortable. Imagine if there were three reporters sitting in those empty chairs right now reporting on what we do. I mean, we might tolerate it and treat them Hmm. like human beings. Probably better than Albert Bell would. Yeah, now Albert Bell was an idiot. I don't know if we should use him as an example. Well, no, but what I'm saying is there were a lot of players that went up to Albert and said,
0: yeah. Get that's our space. Uh, I think Gross. so. It's a, it's I think that's a, a, a ridiculous real... reaction by Albert Bell. No, it but was. I also I was standing right there. I, do, yeah.
5: I think that there are some rules. You know, Jay, you tell this story, and I'm remembering being, you know, 23 years old in the Mets clubhouse, and Cliff Floyd. It was a long rain delay before a game. Cliff Floyd pulled up one of those stools. You know, the guys all had stools in front of their locker, and he and I were having a conversation, and it wasn't like an interview. I think we were actually talking about whether he refrigerates red wine, of all things, the things that I remember in my head. Anyway, we were talking about how he likes his red wine chilled, and he pulled up a stool and said, sit down. So here I am, you know, I'm 23 or 24 years old. I was probably wearing sandals and a dress. He was thinking, we've been standing here forever. We're having a conversation. Let me be polite, pull up a stool. I sat down on the stool. I was later taken to task by several veteran reporters, veteran male reporters who said, you don't do that. You do not get to be comfortable. It is their space. They are allowing us in there to do our jobs, Hmm. but don't act like you belong there. On a regular basis. But he invited and I remember you to sit down. Uh, he did. And thinking, but, well, if the player pulled the stool uh, out for me, what am I supposed to do? I never sat on a stool again.
2: Yeah, I no, she's right. There are either. these unwritten rules of engagement between right. journalist I, and player. There are a lot of lines. And, uh, Didi, I'm sure you've seen reporters cross those lines. And you just, it's tough to know where the what the rules are and where the lines are because right. they're constantly moving. But I can see how there would be players. Maybe, I thought maybe, where I thought you were going was a player may have come up to you and said, what are you doing sitting on one of our stools? These are for us. And I didn't well, even think you were going to go the reporter out. I was lucky route, but- that
5: that clubhouse, no, I was very lucky that clubhouse was, um, they were great, actually. And that's what's so funny. This is another random segue. But like when people think you're a fan of somebody, I grew up a Yankees fan. And I <laughs> loved being in that clubhouse. You know, like Julio Franco was 50 years old in there and was fantastic, and Pedro Martinez and Bobby Wagner, and, you know, as a young, young, young writer. These guys were fantastic to me. Um, and the Yankees clubhouse was so buttoned up and strict and corporate. It was a yeah. two, totally different thing. By
0: the way, when I was uh, doing play by play in the minor <laughs> anyway, leagues. I
5: don't know why I took that hard left turn. I apologize. That's
0: all right. <laughs> oh, it's interesting insight. I think Everybody it's fascinating. When, when I was we're doing play by play. really
5: fans. We're fans of good people, and we're Fans of good stories. That's,
0: That's it. it. Adidi, I'll tell my boring story. I when I was doing play by play in the minor leagues, I sat in the dugout all the time. Nobody said squat to me. No, because you were part of the team.
2: And so play by play, To that point, yeah. and you recover. with like the me New Haven Crab that, Catchers. Yeah, but why? Like watch. Adidi, when you're when you're in that role, you were you were just in that role. You're flying on the right. team plane. They look at you as friendly media. And they, and they embrace you more That's than different. you would be embraced. And, and, and you do a wonderful job of breaking down people's tensions. But, so I can't imagine anybody mistreating you or making you not feel comfortable. But I also can't imagine a situation where you'll ever feel as comfortable as you did both with the Steelers, because that was your regular beat, and more particularly with the Browns, because you were behind the enemy line with them, really.
5: Well, and I do. You know, it's funny that you say that. I wonder about that because, of course, you know, I pride myself on having good relationships. I don't think anybody with the Bengals a year ago or, you know, the Ravens or the whoever it is has ever thought like she's a rabble rouser or she's a weasel. She's lying or I mean, even and Hmm. I've told this story before, John Harbaugh is my favorite coach in the league. Sorry, Kevin, but John Harbaugh is my favorite coach in the league. And if I were an NFL player, I'd want to play for John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh didn't talk to me for a year. Like he wow. was so angry at me for one whole year. And it was because I was reporting things that he openly admitted were completely correct. He just hated <laughs> that I had this information.
2: <laughs> he didn't like hearing him. He hated that you were good general, at your job. That's what he hated. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's an okay reason to hate somebody.
5: <laughs> yeah, but, but my point is I think that in general, most people that I deal with will say that I'm fair. Whether they like it or not, they know that I'm not looking to nitpick. But I did actually wonder, because Saturday night with the Browns was especially fun. I mean, I had this interview with Greg Newsom where I openly teased him about (laughs) the way he said acclimate. And we just, like, were hysterically laughing. And then I did this interview with John Johnson and Anthony Walker that went completely off the rails. I mean, I'm still laughing. We were laughing so hard doing it. And then... As everybody knows at this point, my first two assignments for CBS are as the sideline reporter for the Browns-Panthers telecast and then for the Jets-Browns telecast. Yes. Well, I'm working for CBS. I am not working for the Browns. My right. job in those two games will be to report the game down the middle as factually as possible. And, and if doubt Jacoby you will. Brissett looks horrible and his teammates go ape on him on the sideline, I'm going to have to report it, right. and I was actively, actually thinking this, Jay. Like the guys have been so great to me. Does anything change no. when I'm suddenly not wearing a brown shirt? No, you know? because you they hope, understand you that hope that's your job. It's smart enough to
2: recognize what the job is. You know right. what? The people so, right. that you want to understand that will understand that. That's Just don't job. sit on a stool
0: yeah. when you're working for CBS. Don't sit on yeah. that stool. <laughs> Stools are for
2: closing. Do hey. not sit exactly. on that stool. And Aditi, Aditi, I bet you if John Harbaugh was on with us right now, I'm pretty confident he would tell me that you're terrific at your job and and, and probably that you're one of his favorites too. But that's how John has to be in that role. And and he's doing what he has to do.
3: I love that you're complimenting her on behalf of other people now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He got it down to a T. Don't I think he'd say he loves your hair. I I think he'd say he likes that top. Man, boy, I tell you what. You know, John, (laughs) am I am I off base on that assumption? Because that's who John is.
5: No, he. You know what? And this is why I said I'd want to play for him. I'll tell you this: when I left the um, (laughs) when I left the NFL Network. Bottom. One of the nicest, nicest, best, most encouraging messages that I got was from John Harbaugh. He and yeah. uh, he has yeah. indeed checked in a couple of times. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? And um, I'm sorry to say it in Cleveland, and I'm sure they don't want to hear it. But the Ravens organization, I just think top to bottom is so yeah. tremendous.
0: It is the blueprint. Huge fan yeah, we hate it. You're
5: right. <laughs> we agree. Harbaugh. We
0: hate it. I hope they enjoy third place. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm going to tell a quick story before we say goodbye on John Harbaugh. So his parents, Jack, who was a great coach, and his wife, I think Jack's w- wife is Jackie, They were they met at Bowling Green. That's where I met my wife. So you're in a club called the Falcon Flames, when you meet your spouse there. So, <laughs> we, it's how. <laughs> Laugh if you will. Laugh if you will. But it's really, really kind of nice. Like, this was 35 yeah. years ago. I still yeah. get a Valentine's Day card every year from Bowling Green <laughs> yeah. saying, happy Valentine's Day to our Falcon Flames. Anyhow, wow. I was oh. talking to the Harbaugh's about this at, yeah. at a World Series game in 2016. We were sharing space. And I said, you know, <laughs> I meeting you guys, they're so lovely. I go, you guys are wonderful people. John is a wonderful, wonderful, not just coach, but person, human being. And then I paused and Jack Sr. looked at me like he knew it was coming. And I go, what the hell happened to Jim? And they both laughed and they both said, we hear that a lot. <laughs> but it's so true. Oh my Jim is God. just, and a Jim handful. Is, Jim's just not like
5: Jack right, like John. Yeah, he's,
1: right. mm-hmm. he's just a different, you
5: know, different I, well I know you want me to go, but I have to add one more to that. So, mm. Early in my career, obviously, everybody knows I live in Pittsburgh, but um, I covered the league for the NFL Network the last few years. I really have honed in on the AFC North, but John Harbaugh was once asking me a question about Mike Tomlin, and I was just like, do you guys just like really actually despise each other? Do you hate each other? And he was kind of talking about how pretty much like in the league at that time, it's really hard to have best friends Mm -hmm. who are other NFL head coaches, especially guys you compete against twice a year. And so I'm telling him this story about Andy Reid and Tom Coughlin. Now, there really was just so much mutual respect. And this one year when Andy Reid had Mike Vick and um, Vince Young, and just the year started really badly, and Tom Coughlin could not stop praising Andy Reid, and Andy Reid actually choking up hearing what Tom Coughlin had said about him. And so John Harbaugh says, and this at this time Jim was with the 49ers, John Harbaugh says to me, you know, those are probably the only two guys that would ever actually talk about each other that way and treat each other that way and feel that way about each other. Like, I, I just don't see that happening with anyone else. Yeah. And I, right. So then I was like, wait a minute. So like you hate every NFL coach. I was like, <laughs> what about Jim? Like you can't even hate Jim. Can you? And John looks at me and he goes, "Eh, sometimes I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's easier to hate than most. I mean, I
5: think it's natural, right?
0: By by the way, remember the movie Grumpy Old Men with Walter Matthau and and Jack Lemmon? Yeah. I could picture Andy Reid and Tom Coughlin doing, like, that movie, like Tom Coughlin, they're in the the winter. Tom Coughlin's cheeks are purple. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's wearing his Hawaiian shirt, even though it's <laughs> negative fifty degrees. Right. Like, can't you picture the two of them doing this? I think you know what I want to see.
2: I want to see the two of them with a reality show after they're done coaching. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. After Andy leaves, mm-hmm. I'd watch. That'd be great. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. It's not that we want to get rid of you. Trust it's one me. One o'clock. It's that we we're up against home. the end of our show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sit we'll I'll see you i here and talk to you till four o'clock, if you would. And well, so would John Harbaugh. <laughs> bye, Aditi. Don't tell him I said that because I don't I, want him mad at me again. That's okay? officially <laughs> off the record.
3: Off on the, the, record. the internet. I already tweeted yeah.
2: it. <laughs> bye, Aditi. Bye, Aditi. bye, Bye, So, guys, I I was super excited when, when we announced that she was coming on the show because I just think she's the best at what she does. But after watching her, the three preseason games work mm-hmm. the sidelines for the Browns she's going to be a mega star in that role for CBS. Yeah. Yeah, she no She's automatically going to change
0: the role of the sideline reporter. You want to talk about like wanting, like doing your work. She told me we were talking off the air the other day and she told me she's going to be like shadowing. I think she did it this weekend. If I remember correctly. Evan Washburn, yeah. who is excellent sideline reporter, good. one of the best Very in the good. game. And I'm like, she's an experienced reporter, but she hasn't done a ton of sidelines. Right. This is so a so bit of a wanted, new role for her. Right. So she wanted to shadow someone who is really good. She picked a really one. good one. Yeah, and he's also a better choice than um, who's the number one CBS sideline reporter? I can't think of her name. Uh, Michelle Tafoya, right?
2: Not anymore. No, who's she was the with number? NBC. Oh, yeah, She's right. retired now. Right, right. It's Tracy uh, Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Wilson. Tracy Wilson. She said, and she's friends with Tracy Wilson, but she said, Tracy Wolfson's part of the first team, so the Cylon reporter has a different type of access and has to do different things right whereas evan washburn's on the second team so he has to do more stuff on his own mm, sure. to like get the information right. so she felt like it was better to shadow him evan because one of the few male
2: sideline reporters left in the he's business fantastic he's really good at what he does i'm really glad good. that they he used to come that on our role. radio
0: show a lot yeah whenever he'd be covering the Browns. knowledgeable
2: he's... great presentation yes good information yes and what what she'll learn she, she already has but yeah in that role you have to boil it down to two sentences Right. That's what they need from you. Because obviously the pace of the game, you've right. got two seconds here to interject. If it's a really good nugget, they'll let you talk over a play. It right. better be great. Right. It rarely happens. But I think Evan is as good as anybody. I think Erin Aaron, Aaron Andrews is very good at this sure. too. She's been doing it for 20 years. But I think Evan's good at giving you the pertinent information you need in a, in a very concise manner Economy of words in and out, but you feel like you learn something when he's
0: done. Right, like every no doubt. one of his hits. Absolutely, she's going to be great, and has a little personality, and obviously she's got a big.
1: Personality. Are, are we um, going to do final takes or not? We're going to do final takes. We're going to hold off on top five and good bet, bad bet. We're going to pass okay. those. Okay. Did the I ball.
0: dominate again? I think I went two and one, right? You I was four. And one. One. I think I was three. We do three. want
1: to remember, or remind people though, that on Friday we have our full Ohio State preview Woo-hoo. show, not Man. just for the season, but especially. For the Notre Dame game, top five matchup we are going live afterwards. It'll be G. Bush, myself, and Tyvis about 11.30 Saturday night on Restream, breaking it down just like we'll do for the Browns games. We got Maurice Claret, Robert Smith, Tyvis Powell, Paul Keels. Everything you need to know about this top five matchup on Saturday, we will go over on Friday, so don't miss out on that. The
2: only thing missing, I think, is I think we should bring Leroy on for five minutes just so we can all pick on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's no such thing as a five-minute interview with Leroy, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Well played. You don't even get a question no, in. No, that's like well one played. pause. <laughs> I mean,
0: my gosh. one pause. <laughs> all right, guys. So we
1: do have time for final takes. Bull, start us off.
0: Yeah, okay. So we all know there's a lot of hypocrites in the NFL, and there's plenty of examples all the time. And it goes to what I've talked about with the whole Deshaun Watson situation time and time again. We all have to decide where we draw the line. If you're off the Browns with Deshaun Watson, I'd say, well, why weren't you off with Kareem Hunt? And I can say the same thing about every team. Who are you going to root for now? Are you Are going to pick a team? Everybody has decided this week that the Bills are the, are the good franchise because they cut their punter. And because the Bills said, oh, this things more important than football, which of course there are things more important than football. It's sad that we treat athletes and coaches as if they're gods. It's really pathetic that we do that, but we do. And there are things more important than football, but that's not why the Bills cut their punter. They cut him because he's a punter, and yeah. he's a rookie, and he's not that important to their team. Right. If the same exact thing and the same exact accusations had come out against Josh Allen, there was a 0% chance the Bills would have cut him. They would have said, we've got to wait for more details. We want to let the court do its thing. So the the, the Bills are not some model franchise. If they were, they would have cut the guy when they first heard about this, which was over a month ago, and two days before they got rid of him or a few days before they got rid of him, they cut the other punter on the roster who was pretty good and immediately got picked up. So if they were even considering cutting him, which they weren't, they wouldn't have cut the other punter. So don't put the, the Bills on a pedestal so like they're some mo- model franchise. Uh, if, the, if the Browns punter had, been, had the same accusations as Deshaun Watson, they would have cut him too, just like the Bills did. So they're they're all a bunch of hypocrites. Same thing on the Aaron Donald thing. Miles Garrett, Booger McFarlane, who I think stinks on TV. It's inappropriate to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. He he said Miles Garrett should be arrested when he hit the great kazoo in the head with his helmet. But Aaron Donald, nothing should happen because it's in practice? That's stupid. Give me a break, hypocrites.
3: Mine's real quick, you guys. Uh, I want to talk about that Baker quote again. We've been through it, obviously, a lot, the alleged Baker quote. If we can get it up on screen at some point, that would be great. Now, we don't, now we've don't. we already proven we're not exactly sure that this is what he said, where he think that it might be slightly out of context, uh, and he hasn't really responded to it yet. Maybe, maybe it won't fire up the team, but I'm willing to take that chance, and that's why I'd like to uh, start a GoFundMe that we're going to start right now to get a billboard. We're going to make a billboard, put that on it, and we're going to put it right across the street from Miles Garrett's house where he lives. Whoever that guy is that lives across the street from Miles Garrett, we're going to be putting a billboard in your front yard with him making that quote and hopefully so that Miles Garrett has to get up, walk through his weird little graveyard thing of quarterbacks from the past and see that staring at him right up until the game. Uh, Do it as a service to your community uh, donate money. if you Maybe PCC Airfoils wants to buy it, that's great too. Anyways, I want to put up that billboard, so if you're a billboard person or just have any follow-through on, on plans whatsoever, I would like to hear from you because I'd like to get that going. I don't care if it doesn't have any effect whatsoever. If nothing else, it would make me laugh.
0: Think he yeah. still has those up? Those graveyards? I don't know. It's, it's a Ramp Halloween stones. thing. Yeah. Halloween. Just for
3: Halloween. My, my neighbors all have their Halloween crap up on I mean, it. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> lights still ready to and go. And Mike has a graveyard in his backyard. But he doesn't <laughs> want to talk about that right No, there.
4: totally Keep different. <laughs> no, line. it's not ornamental. <laughs> you know, I, tell, I talk all the time, and I say, you know, I'm not part of the media. The reason I say I'm not part of the media, we all know that I am part of the media. And it just is what it is. After you spend a lot of time doing media, and you do shows, and you do this show, and radio shows, you sound dumb if you say you know, I'm not part of the media. What I try to say is... I don't espouse to certain things in the media. Sometimes, you know, we, we get quotes from the young lady like Cynthia, you know, and she comes out and says something and I feel like it's harmless. I feel like it's like, okay, that's part of the football it's part of the game, but there's this gray line and there's this really blurry fuzzy place where people can say things and not say things I could tell you right now, if you go back and, and this was a shock to me as much as a lot of people, if you hear this, um, if you go back to the three or four most popular players that were on the Cleveland Browns, I consistently or have been reached out to by their camps multiple times. I talk to them all the time, and and one of the camps is not Baker Mayfield, so you could do the, do the math of who they are. Now, my point being is this: I never say anything about what we talk about because at the end of the day, it does me no good. I'm an opinion guy. At the end of the day, I give opinions about what happens. I'm not a journalist. So it does mean no favors to come out and give one side of somebody's story when there's another side of a story. At the end of the day, I, I, I treat it like the streets. Sometimes when you see things, you got to keep walking. Sometimes when you hear things, you got to decide whether the game is to be sold or to be told. And at the end of the day, we really don't be dry snitching. Sometimes somebody can reach out to me and they can tell me all kind of great information. That's that's for me to tell fellow colleagues over a drink, right? Mm -hmm. And and if they say something, I'm denying the hell out of it. I'm let you know that right now. So everything they tell me, I always consider it like this. It's off the record because for me, I stand on what I believe in because one day I might have to come up and be like, you're terrible today that two days later, I might have to come up and be like, you know that you play trash and at the end of the day, the stuff you're telling me can't sway my opinion on keeping it real and that's what my brand is keeping it 100 at all times and sometimes if you get too close to people you ain't got that same leeway That's true. Yep. That's exactly
2: right. Yep. There's a there's there's a role of the commentator and role of the reporter and they are distinctly different and the role that we serve here. We're not reporters. We're not churning stories. We're not going into locker rooms and covering beats. We're giving our opinion and sometimes that opinion is formulated on things that people tell us but we don't necessarily have to say who it was and exactly what they said but it can help formulate our opinion. Don't I be gotta, dry snitching. Don't I gotta be quick be dry snitching. Um, <laughs> Don't about twelve years, ten years ago, my daughter was getting ready to graduate from college, and she was getting ready to enter the media space. She'd done an internship at at Good Morning America in New York City, and she we had a conversation. Dad, they've offered me a job. What do you think? And I had a real frank conversation with her about how tough it is for a woman in this space, uh, and she learned how tough it can be for a woman in this space. She bright young lady, and she was George Stephanopoulos' producer for a period of about eight or nine years before she moved back to Cleveland because her husband got a job in media here in Cleveland. She's now here. But I remember this conversation distinctly because I told her, honey, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very difficult. You're going to have people throw roadblocks in your face. People are going to automatically think you can't do it because you are a woman. It's your job to prove them wrong. I don't know that I've ever been on a show where I've been more proud to have been a part of than today's, and here's why. We talk about football, a space that's been dominated by men for its entire existence. We had three reporters on the air today. They were all women. Not only were they all women, they were all fantastic. Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network, she's one of the best of her craft. She had the courage to come on here and talk about something that she did that has caused quite a stir in the Carolina Panthers clubhouse and probably cost her her relationship with Baker Mayfield, I don't know. Then we had Mary Kay Cabot on, who people want to throw darts at Mary Kay all the time. Mary Kay is unbelievably good at what she does. She is a professional. If she reports it, it's usually true. And there are things that she has to decide every day that she's going to put in her stories and what she's not. She knows a lot more than she ever tells us about that she doesn't put in for a variety of reasons. Maybe she can't corroborate it. Maybe she just doesn't think it's true. And then we had Aditi, who we all know what we think about Aditi. These are three women who have risen to the tops of their profession, and they've done it because they're smart, they work hard, and they never let their gender get in their way. And I'm pretty proud of that today, guys. I think we all should be. We brought three experts on today, and they were all women. And they were all fantastic, and I'd bring them on every day if we could. Uh, We're out of time. Back tomorrow, 22-hour break. We're getting there, guys. We're about twelve days away from real football. Yeah, something down. like that. Recipis. Yeah, not nine I'm days the away hours. from
0: the first real football game. Time yeah, is next Thursday. Yeah. No,
4: Jay, se- quick, September's coming. We'll September's coming. It, oh, this, this yeah. is it, guys.
2: Oh, this is the Carl Lewis video. Yep. Is this that not one of the most disturbing things you've ever seen? That is a very specific fetish. Thank you for ruining my afternoon. Very specific fetish. Go, do sad. yourself a favor, Bull, and YouTube Ugh. the whole video. The end of it, they go in the sauna and they turn the sign. No, like, do not disturb I don't want to see like, we, gotta go.
1: we got to go. On that note, we already yep, We're out of time. See, ya. <laughs> off of my mouth. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. <laughs>